Welcome to Live, Behind the Veil, an atmosphere where men and women of God speak His Word to this age and bring His Kingdom to this earth. Do you have ears to hear and eyes to see what God is doing in this hour? Let us join our host and the family's conversation as the Holy Spirit is unfolding the Word Behind the Veil. People do pray like beggars. Somebody gets sick, oh God, please heal that person. Instead of taking authority that he's given us, we want to introduce people to how to pray so they're not begging and they're not going, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But it's our Father. We're moving into a deeper revelation of prayer. And I think at this place where we are in our walk with God, He's revealing to us what prayer really is. And I think we're finding out that, that in many cases, like the Scripture says, we were praying amiss. And if you stop and look at the Word, it says prophecy. Ezekiel 33, God and, and Ezekiel were standing there looking at the dry bones, and God told Ezekiel what to say. And he brought forth a great army, and we see the creative form of prophecy. And we look at the prayer. Prayer initiates within man, within his mind. And you address God from you. But we're seeing in the Scriptures, prayer was something much different. Christ travailed in prayer, and their travail was called prayer. And we're finding out that there are prayers of appropriation. Mm-hmm. You, you go knock, and the door's open. You ask, and it's yours. We don't have to—prayer initiates with God's making available to you all things. Mm-hmm. And your response is, you ask for it. You say, Lord, give me your gift. That's Ephesians 4. He descended, he ascended, and he gave gifts to men. How do I get those gifts that propels me through to the end to where I can reach the fullness of Christ? How do I communicate with God? Do I pray or do I look to him and receive? That's a a definition of prayer. You look to the Lord. You look, you open your heart, you receive. I think it's an old way of thinking that says that we have to perform some kind of earning. We have to earn. We have to beat our chest. We have to do something in order to deserve it. And then we pray and expect to receive it. His gifts come without qualification. Mm -hmm. His gifts come by virtue of his son he gave on the cross to us. And we receive the cross not through a human initiative, but through a relationship. Right. Because we turn to him. We look to him. We're learning so much of even the basic things and what they really are and how they work. I want to follow that thread on prayer because I think there's a new attitude coming. It's kind of like not praying to a God out there and not begging or even talking to a God up in heaven, Mm -hmm. but realizing that he's within your heart. We're learning 
that there's a different awareness that Christ does live within you, Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit does live within you, and the Father does live within you. I think our prayers are turning into more of proclamations, conversations with the Holy Spirit, rather than praying to some deity out there that you can't see. Realize that he's in you. Right. It's it's just the simple thing of talking with God, finding out what his will is. You find out what God wants, and when you speak that, it's going to happen, because that's what he wants. We proclaim his will in the earth. You know, when the disciples were with Christ, they asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. We have then what most people consider as the Lord's Prayer, but I think we have acknowledged that it really is the disciples' prayer. It wasn't Jesus' prayer. It was him teaching us how to pray. And he said, first, to address our Father. (laughs) You know, it's not talking to Christ. It's asking the Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the night. And hallowed is just a praise and a worship and a glory to him. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That should be the first focus of anything because it's his will, his way. And then give us this day, our daily bread. I believe Matthew 25, where it talks about if you ask your father for a loaf of bread, he will not give you a stone. Willie. And then he says, if your father, natural father, will give you good gifts, how much more will the heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is the communicator between us and Christ and the Father. And so he is the one who is supposed to reveal the things that God wants what Jesus did. Remember, he's going to remind us of what Christ did on the earth. He's going to reveal to us all things that we need. Our prayer should be very simple. Our asking should be very simple. Father, give me that portion of the Holy Spirit that's going to guide me into what I need to know today. It also talks about we don't know how to pray as we ought. But if we pray with the Spirit, then He knows the heart of the Father. He knows how we should pray. We want to open our hearts to break away from the deceptions that we've been taught inadvertently. There was a correct heart in people in wanting to pray, but I think it's been perverted over the millennia to where we don't pray as we ought. Right. I lose the Lord to really open people's hearts to where we can have that effective prayer that is going to do something and mean something. You know, one of the adjectives that precedes prayer in so many statements is persistence. I believe today's a new day. And as these new days unfold, I think the definitions to words are going to change. And in times past, we thought of persistent prayer as repetition. And I'm going to keep praying till I get it. And 
we were taught that persistence, persistence, persistence. And that drive was based upon the fact that you didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And I say in this new day that the word persistence precedes prayer because we are getting it. We're persistent in in our prayer because we want more. Right. We found something that we really like the taste of, and mm -hmm. we're going to get our fill. And <laughs> that's the way prayers is coming out, is developing now. As our prayers are not crying and begging, but they're prayers of appropriation. They're prayers of declaration. They're prayers of many different content. And even the word prayer is it's basically communication. You're communicating, you're receiving communication. You know, it really reminds me, Dale, of this term that one of my teachers really impacted me with. And he said, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Yeah. Being in sports and stuff like that, I was very much kind of taken back by what he said. But he was right. If you practice something incorrectly, your body will remember that incorrect method, and you will do it until you retrain yourself to do it the correct way. It's like shooting a basketball. There are so many people who can teach you how to shoot a basket correctly, but when you're on that elementary, middle school, high school, and you don't have a coach teaching you how to shoot the ball, you need someone to come in and, and help you to learn how to do it correctly. And then you find when you learn how to shoot correctly, you hit the basket a lot more frequently. We have to remember, it doesn't matter if we've done it 500 million times. If we've done it incorrectly, we want to find the right way to do it. And we want to let go of what we were taught and find somebody to help us to do it the correct way. The asking of a miss may not be that you're praying for the wrong subjects or the wrong items. Right. It may be a relationship that's wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. There's different levels of relationship and different depths of relationship with the Father. So depending on where you set in that scale, probably you get returns or the depth of relationship you have with the Father. Using Christ as an example, he said out of his own mouth, I know the Father, you don't. Mm -hmm. When Christ asked the Father for something, there was pretty much no delay. When he wanted to heal somebody, they're just plain old healed. He didn't pray a certain way. In fact, he was very creative in the way he healed people. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a mechanic as much as a relationship with the Father. Another thing is, are you sure what you're praying for, God has spoke to you? Did mm -hmm. it come from the heart of God? Or are you just wanting something and asking for something, but God never said he was going to do that? I think there's a, a Christian thought that I can just manufacture anything and pray for that, and that's faith. But that's not what the scriptures say. Mm -mm. The scriptures say, faith comes from hearing and hearing by a word from God. I personally don't believe the human can conjure up faith for anything. 
I think it's exactly what it says in the scriptures. It's a gift. And that gift comes from the Father, through the Holy Spirit, by a word from God. So that's the starting point. If you're going to pray for things, like we'll just say the government or anything that's going on in the world, you may feel like this needs to stop or things need to change on any kind of situation, but that's what you think. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can just pick something, say this needs to change because it's evil. I don't think you can do that because it's not based on a word from God. Now, if God speaks with a confirmed word from God on a situation, then there's an impartation from him mm-hmm. to you, faith. Then you have a responsibility to exercise that faith very specifically on that situation. I know we're hitting some deep stuff here, and I'm sure that it's would upset many people mm-hmm. because they feel that they can just pick something that they see that's wrong in their sight, or maybe it is wrong in everybody's sight. That doesn't mean you can change it. The proof in the pudding is you can be persistent for years on praying on an issue, and it doesn't change, or it changes just the opposite of what you're praying. (laughs) should tell you something. Right. So the reason I'm bringing all that up is we're talking about prayer and the different levels of prayer and the effectiveness or ineffectiveness of our prayers. I would go back and say the real issue isn't how you're praying, but check your relationship with the Father. How deep do you have a relationship with the Father? Because if you have a deep relationship like Christ did, something happened with Christ in his growing in his relationship with his Father, he said out of his own mouth, I only do the things that I see the Father do. I only speak those things that I hear the Father speak. Right. And he did that because he probably got the principle, if I just (laughs) choose something to pray about or do, it doesn't work. Right. Right. You know, I want to go back and I want to relate with Job because... If imagine Job today, Job is in the middle of a a church service and lost his family, lost his cattle, lost all this stuff. And everybody says, we're going to bless Job today. We're going to pray that God heals him. (laughs) That would have a tendency of praying him out of what God is dealing with him about. You know, we don't know each person's individual situation. The Holy Spirit does, right. but we don't. My prayers, when I bless somebody, I prefer to say, I bless you into the will of God. That way, it's God dealing with it, not me. God can continue what he's doing. It's his choice. It's his will, his way. So you just open the door. Father, your will be done in this situation. It reminds me of the scripture, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Right. And what both of you guys are talking about is, like Ron said, that relationship. Yep. Prayer has to be based upon a relationship. Yeah. Using the sports analogy, you never understand how to play the game till you're out on the mat. 
till you're out on the field or out on the court because you can mm -hmm. practice all you want. And that always used to bother me. I go to a doctor who practiced medicine, and that bothered me. I don't want to be practiced on. <laughs> I, I want a guy who knows what he's doing. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. In that relationship, you're working with a guy who knows what he's doing. He's no, he knows, and that's why the relationship with the Holy Spirit, absolute requirement of effective prayer. Right. Because really, what are you doing? You're giving God a voice. Right. We grow up and we break free of the uh, misconception that God is here to serve us. Right. And we move into that level of maturity that lays down their life like Christ did and then picks it up again. Or one translation says, receives it again. And yeah. that's the practicing of, of effective prayer. <laughs> it's the fulfillment of effective prayer. Experiencing the impartation of God's Word through His family is life. Has this time in His presence blessed you? Then please subscribe to our podcast at livebehindtheveil.com. If you would like to contact the family with questions or topics that you would like discussed, you can email them to livingepistles at livebehindtheveil.com. Stay connected, tuned in, and grow with the family as the Lord unveils His Word to us live behind the veil.